SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. I'd like to welcome our first A-team guest, Monet Dutoit, who's the Chief Operating Officer at Igusasa Student Financial Aid Program Foundation. Thank you very much for joining us, Monet. Good evening, Patricia, and good evening to your listeners. It's a great pleasure to talk to you and to talk to the A-team tonight. I'm glad we're talking about something that I understand so well, being the missing middle of society, especially in this, uh, um, in this society in South Africa that has such a big disparity between the haves and the have-nots. And those who are in the middle are usually left wanting because no one really looks after them. So we're talking about what is happening with students who are too poor to afford higher education uh, independently, yet they are not poor enough to qualify for funding through uh, the National Student Financial Aid scheme. How can we start giving more attention to these students? Patricia, you have you have said it so beautifully, you know, and, and explained it so well. The uh, the missing middle is something that we at ISFOP uh, we are very passionate about. The, these are students that uh, fall through the cracks. They don't get the support uh, that we believe they, they need to get. Um, and really, that was the whole purpose why uh, ISFAP was started back in 2016. The Minister of Higher Education and Training established a ministerial task team to investigate the alternative operating and funding models in higher education. And, and one of the key outcomes of that task team's work, which happened to be chaired by uh, our chairman of, of our board, uh, Mr. Sizwen Kasana, who, who I think is very uh, familiar to your listeners, who also used to be the CEO of Telcom and the CEO of First Rand. And their, one of their key findings was that uh, we should establish a fund that raises money from the private sector as well as the, the government sector to support these students. Because you'll remember back in 2017, our former president, uh, Zuma, announced that students that uh, earn a family income below 350000 will receive fee-free education from 2018. But that then created this gap of students that earned more than the 350000 in their family income, but what we believe less than 600000 which still means they really cannot afford uh, from their family income to, to go to university. Mm, very true. And this is something that we really need to look at, um, uh, Monet, because if we don't start looking at this, this will mean that uh, the, the, the gap between those who have and those who don't have is going to get wider and wider. And I mean, looking at the statistics that were issued out last year in September, or actually they were released in November, although they were issued in September by Stats SA, it seems that the unemployment rate, especially with the youth, is ever so rising. And, um, and it was reported that South Africa boasts of 10.3 million unemployed young people between the ages of 15 and 24. So if they can't go to school, they can't get a higher education, what are their chances? Patricia, this is uh, something I'm extremely uh, concerned about and passionate about. Um, you've touched on a, on a, on a nerve. And, and very interestingly, today, the latest statistics were re, re, uh, released uh, of these unemployment numbers. 
And unfortunately, we reported the highest ever unemployment number in South Africa at 32.5%. But even worse so is what you mentioned in terms of our, our youth. And if you take the category between 15 and 34 years old, we now, as, the, as, as per the December numbers, so the fourth quarter of 2020, which was released at 11.30 today. So it's breaking news. And I made a post on social media and I put the word heart in front of the breaking news because it's heartbreaking news, um, is that 41.8% of those youths between 15 and 34 is not in employment, education or training. We call them the NEET, N-E-E-T. 41.8% of our young people between 15 and 34 is not in education, employment, or in training. What is even worse, Patricia, is that females carry the, 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 the worst impact. 45.4% of young females in that category between 15 and 34 is not employed in education or in training, Neat. This is, to me, a serious, serious issue. And the fact is that a lot of these young people, yes, they can get support through NSFAS if they are um, in the poor category, they're below 350,000. But we have many, many others that fall in that gap that need support from, um, from other sources. A-teamers, we are talking to Mornay Detroit, who's the Chief Operating Officer at Egusasa Student Financial Aid Program Foundation. And we're looking at uh, the pandemic of the middle, missing middle, and that is of the students who come from homes that can't afford education, but also can't be afforded the opportunity to get funding through these uh, education funding schemes. You can weigh in on the conversation. Call in on 011-714-2006 and your WhatsApps can go to 0614104107. Let me go to an A-teamer, KGM, who's on the line. Good evening, KGM. Good evening, uh, Pat, and good evening to Mornay and to other listeners. Um, Patricia, please don't understand me in, in, a, in, in, a, in, a, in a wrong way, uh, but sometimes I get annoyed when I listen to Mornay. It, it's not the first time I hear him talk and it sounds like he's doing a commendable work but in in reality it's actually not but before i go to mornay let me tell you why we find ourselves in this quadmire patricia the the simplicity of looking at it which is real is that we thought we've got leadership in this country one would have hoped that with an understanding of where we come from as a country socioeconomic conditions as affected and designed through apartheid, colonialism, and so forth, you would have expected political parties like ANC to have ensured that this gap we are talking about does not exist. It should have been erased right from the word go. You wouldn't have needed to to be irritated like I am, maybe unfairly so, by Mornay, who gets into the shoes that he's never even worn, and he will never wear. I mean, where? Uh, the, the, the KGM, of, I want to ask you something. Sorry, sorry, sorry to interject yeah. you. I'm asking yeah. this. Are you saying Mornay, because he is white and Afrikaans, would never understand those shoes? 
or is it because you know his financial background? Both. Both. He 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 is white. Africans. He will never. He can wish all he wants. He will never ever understand it. And I commend him for trying to. But the fact of the matter is, when when the shoe pinches you, uh, it, it doesn't pinch you me the same way that it pinches you. Um, when when I'm staying in a shack and you come and spend one night in my shack, it, you don't know how the summer in my shack is like. You don't know the winter. You don't know the autumn. You don't know. You 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 come and you taste, and tasting tells you that you know. And when it comes to the issue of the finances as well, I don't want to be personal with Mornay, but the fact of the matter is the financial structure and the systems in this country to this day favors Mornay more than it favors me, protects Mornay more than it protects me. But here's the issue. Not just Mornay. I'm saying I don't want to be personal, but because he's our guest tonight, let, let me make him an example. When, when me and Mornay go to the financial institution and we, we, we're business entrepreneurs, as he is, and we, we, we look for funding, the, the banking system itself does not vet us equally. Therefore, Mornay will come and appear as if and sound and look as if he's doing something with, with good intentions, even if he does. But what discredits what he's doing? It's the system. So my my request to him, the challenge that I'm putting to him and and also us collectively is that let, let's not deal with the leaves. Let's deal with the root cause of this problem because year in year out, uh, uh, Patricia, before you even came to this show, uh, when Nae was here, we 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 talked about this even before Nae. We keep on talking about the same thing every year, year in year out, and the the reason why there's no resolution is because we are not dealing with the root cause of the problem. We're dealing with the symptoms. And when the symptoms looks like they, they are healing, we think we've resolved the issue and we haven't. This year, it's, it's this pack of students. Next year is another. 20 years from now, it'll be the same thing. I want to ask I, again I here, KGM, when we yes. deal with the root cause... Obviously, there needs to be a place where we depart from because, yes, rightfully so, we'll keep on talking about the same thing again and again. But where do we deal with the root cause? Tomorrow we're having the budget speech by our Minister of Finance, and I'm hoping that this will be addressed. But I really doubt it will be because it can't be priority over other things. When, when we talk, you see, you see, you're saying tomorrow it's a budget speech. That, that's exactly what it is. It, it means nothing. It means the minister is going to speak, and, and they've been speaking for the past 28 years. We've listened to speeches even before they, they, they assumed power or empty power, as it were. The, the responsibility lies with, and this is where I commend the likes of Mornay, it lies with us. Where I, I, I sort of differ with Mornay is the approach where the very same, and he will correct me if I'm wrong, the very same people that are supposed to be at the forefront of this, which is black in the main, are supposed to be the ones who are championing this. Mornay, representing the white Africana or white uh, 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 um, I mean, I mean minority with, with financial muscle, 
they should be giving the black needy the power that he has now because we will be able to address the root cause not the symptom that that's that's the point that I'm, I'm, I'm bringing to this. Thank you very much, KGM. Thank you for engaging me and uh, all our A-teamers. Let me go to Jay, who's on the line. Jay, good evening. Good evening to you. Um, you know, uh, we're talking about um, between the ages of 15 and uh, 24, or is it 34? Unemployment rate has gone up so high. Uh, what is the root cause to all this is basically the education level. Now, if we, uh, if we are going to continue saying where is the cause of this education level that we are not attaining to, there's such a huge dropout before metric level, even before they come into grade 11. Now, why is this happening? Because there's not very much encouragement, uh, uh, even from the parents that they live with. Now, what is the cause? There, uh, there is not in, uh, enough money, not enough income in that household. But the government, the state is able to uh, provide child subsidy. Now, if we can encourage our youngsters and young girls especially, till you finish metric, we will set aside every month that sum of money till you, you know, don't fall pregnant till then. Get, get that money put into the bank account. By the time they finish metric, they got almost 40000 in the bank account to get into uh, tertiary uh, you know, education. So here you are, and encouraging them and um, stakeholders to take in students to do uh, you know, probationary period in whatever field they are interested in. Get them interested and see whether they like it or not. Maybe they can start their own businesses. So starting off with young girls at 14, I know um, young girls uh, around me, before they were 16, they already had three kids. Now, who is going to look after those kids and uh, bring them up? How are these girls going to study? Where is the health protection for their mind, body, and soul towards the education? Now, this is what my concern is. If we can educate our youngsters, hold on, hold on, till you are mature enough to finish your education, get a career, and then think of starting a family. So I think we should start right there, right from basically. Hello. Thank you very much, Jay. And uh, I really appreciate the fact that you are looking at the socioeconomic issues there. Let me allow Monet to just uh, respond to both KGM and Jay before I go to Mandla, who's holding in KZN. Monet? Thank you very much, Patricia. Yes, I, I think, uh, you know, the frustration is, 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 is clear and it's understandable. You know, I think uh, a lot... Uh, a lot has happened in 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 the last um, uh, 10, ten to twenty years that uh, we we can talk about. But at the end of the day, for me, it's about doing the best we can with what we've got. You know, um, I I certainly don't have the the ability to to maybe influence things at a political level, but I certainly have the ability to 
try and make a difference at our foundation level to raise more funds and to give more bursaries to to young students that need the support. So, you know, that's the way I look at these things. We we, we try and do the best with uh, with what we've got. So I appreciate uh, the comments and, and, and I understand, fully understand the, the frustrations. Um, also, you know, Jay's comments are uh, very valid. You know, the, uh, the challenge that many of these kids face uh, or many of these learners face um, in their homes, you know, the, the statistics that we saw of the matrix results today is clear that from the 100 that started that cohort, 58 wrote the exam in matric, 58%. So if we look at the, the number of, of the, the past percentage, it's actually not uh, 76%, it's actually 58% because of the, the dropout even before matric. So uh, Jay made a very, very uh, real point. So uh, there are many f- factors that we need to uh, improve in, in, in getting more young people to finish their matric year, you know, the, the issues of, of starting families, the issues of um, the, 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 the environment that they need to study in, all of those things are important. Our focus is once they are there and they've got that bachelor pass, which today we heard 210,820 matriculants got a bachelor's pass. Yeah, that's 21%, by the way, of the 100 that started school 12 years ago. Um, that 21% is what we focus on and we say, how can we help those that fall through the cracks of the missing middle to complete their uh, qualification? Because what we do know, Patricia, is that unemployment for graduates is sitting at 8.4%. And that was also in the statistics that released, uh, that was released today. So graduate employment, compared to that overall employment of 32.5%, graduate employment is 8.4%. So I believe if we can help them to complete their, 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 their qualification, and we focus specifically on the scarce skills, the, the actuarial uh, program, medical doctors, engineers, chartered accountants, etc., if we can help them to complete that qualification, then we are giving them a real chance of, 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 of not becoming part of that statistic. Let me go to Mandla and KZN. And remember, A-teamers, you can also join in on our conversation as we talk to Morne Detroit, who's the Chief Operating Officer at Igusasa Student Financial Aid Program Foundation, which uh, seeks to assist those who are not able to afford independently their tuition for varsity or higher education but they also don't qualify to uh, receive financial aid from the state. Mandla, um, good evening. Yeah, what's this, John? Excellent, thank you. How are you doing, Mandla? I'm doing very well, man. Uh, I'd like to greet uh, the SA listeners and, and, and you, my sister. <coughs> no, I just want to allude what is the, the KGM was just saying just now. Mm-hmm. Y- you see, uh, the, the, the gentleman there, your guest, uh, Monet, I understand where he comes from, where to the angle, where he comes from, and all that and so forth. But we cannot uh, leave the fact that uh, Monet, the problem, he, he can try by all means that he is trying with. But Monet, the problem is in this country, the problem in this country is the system that you are living under. 
the system that was brought to us by certain minority or those I so-called I, I so-called them the clever ones who brought this system. So the problem in this country is the education system. You can do whatever you like to do whenever we come to radio and think that we talk about the metric and people who, are, who just pass the metric and think of them to go to university or FET or whatever and so forth and think and educate them to come to, 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 to go to, to what you call a, a, a labor market, if, if so to speak. That's where the problems comes in. When are we going to have an education system where we teach our young children at a high school level before they get into metric uh, level that they can do entrepreneur and expose themselves? It, it, it's a pity that at your case, like Monet, he, he doesn't even understand what I'm talking about because I'm talking about a child from a rural, deep, deep rural area and a deep, 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 deep township. I'm talking about a child who who starts to do practical things at a university level, something that is that is new to him or her. But Mandla, we, we shouldn't neglect the fact that um, as much as we want entrepreneurship to be to, to be in the forefront, and it's very important for our economy, we need to understand that we are playing now on a global playing field. So if any student, even if they can start practically to, to do things uh, entrepreneurially, they need to be able to compete in the global stage. And that requires education. And what we are talking about is not the merits of our current education system, but we are talking about what then happens to the students who can't afford to go to varsity or even a FET college. Okay, okay. Let, I, I hear you very well. I hear you very well. Okay, let, let, let me say, let me put you to this, to, to this way. How many students that I have graduated from last year? I don't know the sit- figures. That, that, that are sitting at home. I don't know uh, the figures, but we are aware so that there's a dro- lot who are sitting at home. Uh, thank you very much, Mantha. I hear what you're saying, but what I'm saying is what the topic that we are talking about now is the funding for those students who want to go to varsity, but they can't afford it. Are we going to tell them, go start a business? Are we going to say to them, business because we can't afford it? Shouldn't okay, we be if, fighting for them to find a way to get education? Put Monet aside. Let's talk about us because I know the pain of having to pay for my own fees and work on the side. That's why I say this is a topic that's very close to my heart. So if I just finished grade 12 and you say to me, Patricia, start a business, start a business, do something. Yeah. And I have no experience in that. And my desire is to go to varsity. And I have to sit at home for another two or three years to, to work and save money and get myself into varsity. Okay, you know, I, I, that's what we're talking uh, about, not the merits of the education system, man. No, but it it, it, it got a huge impact. Yes, it, it does. Yes, it does. But the topic at hand is what do we do to students who are, were like Patricia in 2003 when I matriculated? What do we do about people like me? What is so the solution for us? You don't have a mother to pay for you, a father to pay for you. Because there's a lot of them right now who have matriculated, passed very well.
Okay, my sister, I hear you very well when, you, when you're coming from that end. Thank you, thank what? you, Mantla. I need to go to a break. Thank you very much. Unfortunately, okay, we can't okay, continue. Okay. Uh, let's go to a break, and after that, we'll go to Ntlapo, and then we're back to Monet. Tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. Uh, we are talking to Morne Dutoita, Chief Operating Officer, Igusasa Student Financial Aid Program Foundation. And no, we are not talking about the merits of the education system. Yes, it's very important for us to talk about it. But our topic right now of discussion is what do we do to the students and what do we do about the students who don't afford um who can't afford to go to university and they desire to go to university don't have entrepreneurial skills what is there uh, what is out there for them is our government able to assist them at most cases no because they don't qualify they don't meet the financial criteria of those who are deemed as needy students let me go to Ntlapo who's holding on the line good evening Ntlapo. hi patricia good evening and good evening to your guests and fellow a-teamers my view at this point in time on the subject is you touch a very important serious nerve in our society and any intervention to assist such particular category of our people will be leaving the situation in perpetual times to come now my my attitude is any positive interventions, any positive voices aimed at ameliorating that particular uh, gap for our people, we must definitely view it in a positive light, not attach politics of any kind. Now, my view will be at this point in time, because the question of politics and other uh, hysterical issues do have the rightful platform to deal with, but here our young people require interventions to advance in the in their betterment of their lives. Now, I am of the view at this point in time, such interventions and voices should be given space, but the environment within which to operate, then the government will clarify those particular matters. In fact, it's a lending hand to government to intervene on such matters without attaching any political uh, uh, narratives. I'm therefore, Patricia, and with your guests, that particular intervention is a necessary intervention. Mm. What needs to happen at this point in time is to ensure, like I'm doing within my community here, Patricia, I'm encouraging young people to put education in the forefront of their lives because opportunities and challenges of fourth industrial revolution is a problem for us. Therefore, any voice coming to intervene in that particular space, to me, is a priceless investment to our young people in this country. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Ntlampo. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Before I go to the voice notes of A-teamers, um, I've got a message here from uh, Makosi Temba who says, Seriously, Lomandla wako uyakula. Uti, izingani zikale ama business. So he's saying, Mandla is saying, kids must stop businesses. Are they even ready for it? So, yeah, uh, we all have a different opinions here. Let me go to the voice notes. Good evening, Patricia's. It's a good show. Thank you for the, with your panel there. 
I just want to say, you know, the problem, I'm not blaming anyone, but I'm blaming for this government is failing us. Especially, you see, like, as we're working in the security industry, they pay us peanuts. But, you know, the owner of the company, they are receiving a big fat. So, I'm just complaining because this government is failing us. I don't blaming anyone. Uh, good evening, Patricia. I hear you, Patricia, with Monet. Uh, but still, guys, uh, what you're talking about is very important. But re- now we need to look at uh, after these uh, students have been funded, what therefore, or what then happens? Uh, for example, you'll find that uh, the TVET students who are supposed to be given opportunity uh, by these companies, uh, opportunities of in-service training, they do not have those opportunities. Therefore, you ask yourself what then happens to those students who have been funded. Yes, they were missing media and they were funded by NSFAS or whoever fund them. But then afterwards, they do not get the opportunity to do in-service training. I think the system is failing us as young South Africans because you finish your N6, but no one gives you an in-service. Uh, you spend three to four years sitting at home until you rust. Whatever you've studied, you even forget what you've studied. I have a sister who is sitting at home. It's a third, it's her third year now sitting at home she finished her finance in uh, majuba college but still looking for in-service training then that still mean there is a problem with the system itself so that uh, i commend kg who was talking about the root cause the system itself is failing us it's a killer from um, Deben, thank you. Thank you very much, Sakile. Let me take it back to Mornay to give us his uh, closing comments. But in those comments, Mornay, give us the solution when it comes to the missing middle uh, conundrum of students who need to and desire to go to higher education institutions but can't afford it. Thank you, Patricia. And and thank you for all the comments. You know, I, I especially enjoyed... Uh, Klapu and Takile now, uh, you know, there were some really valuable comments there. And uh, also Mandla, you know, again, I, I, I understand the frustration and I, 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 I agree. The system is, is, is not uh, doing what it should do. But let's get back to, 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 to the future, uh, you know, what, what, what solutions do we see? It's, it's not an easy problem to solve because we're talking about potentially 250,000 students falling into this category or even more. And that is, uh, you know, a a significant cost uh, to fund those students uh, for higher education that is required. In the region of 28 billion rand, um, some some estimates up to 40 billion rand. So we are saying we really need a public-private partnership between the private sector, between government, between the CITAS, between all the role players must come to the the party and support us to support these students. Um, It's it's going to be a constant challenge, uh, but to me, every one we can help is one that uh, hopefully will have a better future.
And um, just to, 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 to say, uh, you know, Tokile is right. It's not just about giving them a degree. It's about getting them into employment. And that's why we are also focusing specifically on the scarce skills, because we really want to make sure those students will move into the, 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 the uh, into either um, gainful employment in a professional role where they can really make a contribution to the economy of the country, or they will become entrepreneurs and they will create jobs. So for sure, uh, very valuable comments, but at the end of the day, it is a big problem. It's a lot of money that is needed, and I don't think we can do it. Uh, government cannot do it on its own. The private sector cannot do it on its own. We have to hold hands and, 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 and bring all of those uh, partners together and raise as much funds as we can to support these students and not just financially support them. We need to support them holistically with all the necessary tools they need. And that's what we do at ESROC. We give them all the support, not just finances, to make them successfully complete their qualification. Morne, can you give us the contact details or website uh, for your organization for those who might be in need of your services? Absolutely, no. Uh, that that would be a pleasure. Uh, so our website is www.isfap.co.za, and our contact number is zero eight seven eight zero five eight five zero zero, or the email is info at isfap i s f a p Well, the lines are still uh, buzzing and I wish we had more time with Mornay, but unfortunately we don't. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Thank you very much, Patricia.